Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. We are back. Tim Ryder from the Apple, joined by Taryn Sharma. These Mets coming home with a uh, a 500 road trip through the uh, through the West Coast, uh, I guess the gauntlet, if you want to say. And uh, I, I know, for speaking for myself, I'm I'm very happy with how things turned out. Taryn, welcome back. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm perfectly content. I was telling my buddies before the the 10 games started, uh, five and five, perfectly all right with me. I had uh, a couple other things that I wanted. I didn't want us to get swept by anyone. Uh, and I wanted to be able to take two in, uh, in LA against the Dodgers. So, uh, all things considered, they, they checked off everything on my list and they managed to avoid serious injury. Although it didn't look like that at certain times, uh, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Between Pete and, and Marte, um, you know, that was extremely concerning. Everyone's back. Everyone's seemingly very healthy. And, uh, yeah, the wins keep on coming. You know, the Angels this weekend, you almost expected them to snap back into form between just a really, really long down stretch and now Madden getting fired. That always kind of picks picks a team up, well, in some cases. And mm-hmm. and you saw that in the Mets, you know, they 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 held them off more than sufficiently. Yeah, and um I think that the thing that they were missing most of all is uh, that that Mike Trout was kind of hurt. He's been banged up. He didn't play in the field today on Sunday. He DH. So um, he was really good on Saturday and they won. So I I think that that uh, that kind of makes sense. Right. Like if your best player is not playing well, um, then uh, you're obviously not going to win as many games. So. Uh, yeah, tough that that had to fall on Joe Madden. Uh, also pretty funny, Tim Kirkchen, uh, revealing that Joe Madden had shaved his hair into a mohawk in order to, uh, get the guys going and then got fired that day. So somewhere (laughs) Joe Madden is just like sitting at home collecting a check and, uh, he's got a mohawk. So that's pretty funny. Oh, I'd have to assume he has a hat on at this point, right? (laughs) <laughs> even walking around the house walking around in the shower you know <laughs> everywhere he's not taking that thing off for a couple of weeks exactly. either that or he's buzzing his head down and you know ah, i guess it's a possibility either way he had a nice run now he gets to enjoy his you know wine cellar and and, and all that fun stuff that joe madden does and you know <laughs> the angels are a nice team i think that they have um they certainly have the pieces there to, to compete. Um, you saw them kind of at their best over the first month or so of the season. Yeah. I, I'm curious whether they uh, attempt to retool during the season and then really make a run. But yeah, um, Tyler McGill looked all right on, on Friday. You know, rusty, I guess you could say, but certainly um, flashes. Yeah, uh, 
to be expected. I think um, that it was a little up and down, but uh, yeah, he, uh, he did enough and the offense was really good on Friday night. Um, Mark Canna really productive again. Uh, David Peterson, we'll see him uh, this week against Milwaukee uh, when the Mets get back home, but he's done this a couple of times now where he comes in in long relief and just throws really good, valuable innings. Yeah. And that's pretty much exactly what he's here for. I mean, between him and Williams, who uh, I think Buck was saying something to this effect this weekend, you know, they're going to, they're going to serve a purpose, whether it's in the rotation, whether it's just on the roster, you know, if you want to piggyback those two guys on the day that, Peterson has a start or start Williams and instead um, uh, start uh, Trevor um, Williams instead, you know, however you want to handle it. I think both these guys, like you said, they can give you solid, you know, clean innings pretty much on a, on a moment's no, not on a moment's notice, but Hey, today's your day guys get out there and, and they'll do it. And I think that um, especially if you're piggybacking them together, you, you can really, uh, you know, throw righty, throw lefty. It's, I, I think it's got its uh, a lot of upside. Yeah, for sure. And uh, nice to get uh, McGill back. He went three plus, I think, uh, three and a third, and uh, gave up those, uh, a couple runs, five hits, uh, four Ks, which is great. Uh, I think this next time through against Milwaukee, he'll get lengthened out even a little bit more. Hopefully, he'll pitch well enough to do that and um that's that's just really big for this rotation we've kind of started making it towards the end of that period that we were talking about that we were, we were talking about maybe like 15 or 20 starts um that we were going to have to have before we started getting the main cogs of this team uh the rotation the way it's been drawn up back and we're finally getting that now yeah and <laughs> I know we've kind of said it a bunch, but, you know, every time that something happens, whether it's a slump, whether it's an injury, somebody just picks, picks, you know, the next guy up and it's, it's roster depth. It's, it's, it's team mentality. It's self-motivation. It's pretty much all the boxes you need to check for a, a successful team in any walk of life, whether it's a sports team, whether it's a work team, whether whatever, just everyone has a job and everyone's doing it. It's just such a um, it's an exciting time to be a Mets fan. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I I think that this is also good timing in the sense that once we get these main guys back, the uh, the schedule clears up a little bit uh, as we get into July. We've got these big series in, in uh, the the rest of the month. Two uh, double headers uh well they're not double headers but two two game series with Houston home and home um but otherwise we see Miami a lot the rest of this month and then we've got this three game set with Milwaukee coming up um and then after that July is a little bit more relaxed other than seeing uh Atlanta and uh so we have to go to Atlanta in mid July and then seeing the Yankees at the end of the month. So this is a time that as those pitchers start to get healthy if the Mets can stay healthy, can, if the offense can keep going that uh they could build the the lead back up. And I, I know it's funny because uh seemingly the Mets season ended a couple of times over the last couple of weeks if you uh read the discourse online, but uh it was always inevitable that 
Atlanta was going to make a push. Uh, I, I think that we all would have taken the five and five, not knowing that Atlanta was going to win. It's now 11 straight or that Philadelphia was going to win nine in a row. They finally lost today. Uh, other teams are going to win games, but their schedule is going to toughen back up too. They're not going to be able to beat up on Pittsburgh. Um, so we will, uh, we'll see how it goes once they start having to play the Dodgers, having to play San Francisco and, uh, and, you know, hopefully the Mets with a, a little bit lower competition, uh, teams that aren't necessarily going to be in the hunt, they can make up those games again and, and extend what is a uh, five and a half game lead as of today. Yeah. And you have to hope that, you know, the, the, I guess the ebbs and flows of a major league season. I think we saw, you know, just talking like you just, what you were just talking about between Atlanta, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, who's lost uh, before they won today, they lost eight in a row. That's right. Um, they had a very comfortable lead in the NL central. And now I think the Cardinals were up by a game and a half or yeah. a half a game and think they lost today. Um, you know, th- there's, it's impressive how the Mets have been able to kind of hold off. I, I guess, just withstand those prolonged losing streaks that, you know, teams are going through. Yeah. They haven't won more than well, I believe it was five in a row. Was that yeah. the max? Was it six? six? Yeah. Six. It was six. So, you know, it's a long year. I, I think that um, I, if anything, this must be a little discouraging to a team like the Braves who, you know, you, you rattle off 11 in a row and, and you're still, another very, very hot streak from, from even, you know, getting in, like getting, you know, sliding into first place. It's got to be um, disheartening. It's got to be, wow, like this, this is a, another class of team, a next level squad. And it's so far it's shown. Yeah. And, and they're going to get their shots to play the Mets directly head to head and, and we'll yeah. see how that goes. And, and um, I mean, that's not a fun team for the Mets to have to play either uh, Atlanta has a very deep lineup. They've gotten great pitching out of uh, Kyle Wright this year, who's been a nice surprise. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be a battle the rest of the summer. Uh, and there's there's areas where we're going to be able to make up more uh, room, like uh, extend that lead a little bit. And it, it'll just be up to the Mets to take advantage of those games. And so that's why I'm hopeful with guys getting healthy. Yeah. Oh, between getting healthy and you know, look at what the Mets were able to do on this road trip, or at least on the offensive side. I mean, Nimmo, him and Canna had real, real nice games on Friday. Three yeah. RBIs, two for four apiece. He mm-hmm. was only six for 36 through the whole West Coast trip. Lindor was six for 40 with nine strikeouts. Um, Giorme cooled down considerably. Uh, Escobar, I mean, he's been... He certainly found his stroke and the ball's the rocketing off his bat right now. But, you know, his his production itself has been still been a bit inconsistent. At times, he looks like he's being fooled. At times, he looks like he cannot miss anything. Um, I think as the season goes on, you'll see more of that. But even with the inconsistencies and, and, the, and the guys who are still slumping from time to time, you know, J.D., finally, he's he's certainly found his group. He's 10 for 33 in the uh, on the road trip. <laughs> beat hit five home runs on the road trip, went 10 for 35. McNeil went 11 for 33, leading the, I think, the world, the universe in multi-hit, multi-hit games. Um, and Taiwan Walker, who had a, another really, really nice outing on, a, on Sunday, was uh, 
at the bottom of my list here. I probably didn't mean to include him, but I said him anyway. <laughs> yeah, and how about Taiwan Walker today? Uh, 10 strikeouts. I think that was his first double-digit strikeout game since, was it last year? First half last year? Yeah, so, uh, uh, I think it was almost a year to the day. And that was a career high. It was 12 strikeouts. So, uh, yeah, yeah he, he looked terrific. Yeah, w- what did you think worked well for him today? Oh, that splitter, man. And I said it a few weeks ago. He just didn't – it didn't look sharp. I think – I want to say it was against the Giants. No, I'm not sure. Maybe the fi- – mm, wish I could remember who was it against. But um, I got into it on, on Twitter with a few people. Like, he just it, – he didn't look sharp. And tonight uh, – well, Sunday, he looked just ridiculously sharp. I got stat cast numbers here. 53% whiff rate on his splitter. Threw his splitter and his four seam 31 times a piece. Had a 53% whiff rate on the splitter, 29% on the four seam, 27% on the slider. Like he's, I'm, he's always had kind of the ability to throw whatever he can at you. And he's, you know, he's doing it and he's doing it just at perfect times. He's only let up one home run in his last seven starts. You know, that's going to play, man. And that, that was such a, uh, an Achilles heel for him. And the second half of last year was letting up home runs. And, and he's just, boy, it, it was like, it looks like he's just totally confident and comfortable with, and knows exactly how he wants to attack each guy. And, you know, you step onto the mound like that. And it's like, in some cases, you know, it matters who you're facing, but in some cases you've already won the at bat. Yeah. And uh, so very impressive for, Walker then, uh, I think the stat was he had like 25 strikeouts through his first nine appearances this year. And uh, then today, uh, double digits. So yeah. uh, that was great. And and picked up the the staff. Cookie finally had uh, a bad performance. Uh, he had been on a on a great hot streak. So uh, I, I again, I, I think that getting healthy at this time is needed and and hopefully we can get healthy before too much pressure has been put on our guys who have been going strong yeah i mean i think i talked about it a little bit in the last show i mean with with degrom making his way back i think he's now two bullpens in um one has to assume that he'll be actually you know maybe getting into a rehab assignment at some point soon uh, I believe they said Max is, is moving right along. Trevor May is moving right along. Uh, you know, Chris Bassett, who's not been what you would call sharp over his last, oh, I don't know. What do I have here? I think I have his last five outings. Hold on. Last five starts, he's allowed 22 earned runs over 26 innings. You know, that's not the guy who he was earlier in the season. Right. And I think that's what you talk. I mean, that's that's what I hear when you're saying that, you know, you want to get guys healthy so that that stress that's on the guys who've been holding it together, uh, you know, that it's not the straw that breaks the camel's back that next bad outing. And I think Bassett, I'm not going to say that he's getting close to that point, but, you know, something's certainly off. And having the, the safety net, the insurance policy of two of the greatest pitchers in the world back in the rotation – I think that could possibly get Bassett back on track a lot quicker than it would if he was, uh, you know, being looked upon to be the the leader of a rotation where, again, I said in the last show, between him and Carrasco and even Walker, if you look back his last seven starts, um, 
you know, any one of these guys can go out and get you a win when you need one. And really, what else is an ace besides that? I know they're not all aces, but boy, if you can count on them for a win, it doesn't matter if you're number one or number four or number five or number 12. Um, you know, that's an asset. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of uh, five uh, aces, uh, <laughs> what did you make of Noah Syndergaard not meeting with the uh, New York media? Uh, he's obviously with the Angels now. He left in the uh, offseason, declining the qualifying offer and taking a million dollars more from uh, the Los Angeles Angels. What did you make of that? Um, I can tell you, I, I made a lot more of your segue than I did of it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was excellent. Um <laughs> I, you know what? I don't want to put myself in Noah Syndergaard's head. I will say that while he was here, he was, and, and even up until, I guess, this series, always very quick to let everybody know what he's thinking. I'm just, I'm guess I'm a little curious as to why he's going to climb up now. You know, he has the opportunity to go out there and say whatever he wants to say. If he wants to take the high road, he could do that. If he wants to talk a little shit, he could do that too. I, I just don't, um, I don't understand what the, I, I guess, not saying anything clearly has um, had its little time in the sun and everybody talked about it. And yeah, it just doesn't make much sense from a guy who likes to share his opinion. Uh, you know, I think that everyone was kind of waiting to hear what he had to say. And if that's like his little dunk of, uh, oh, I'm, well, I'm not going to let you know what I'm thinking. You know, that's just kind of petty. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I don't want to get too deep inside of his thought process, but I, I was a little curious as to why, why stop talking now? Yeah, I, I I'm with you. I, he was a, a great met, uh, somebody that I will always remember for his time in Queens fondly, but the way that oh. he's carried himself since has been uh, perplexing, especially because he was such a fan favorite. I don't think that, uh, you know, if you want to go, make a million dollars more. I mean, that's more than I'm going to make. So fine. But, uh, <laughs> like, uh, to, to just kind of ignore, uh, the past and, uh, some of the best years of his career probably will be the best years of his career, uh, with the Mets. That's, um, it's an interesting way to go about things, but <laughs> wish him the best. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I don't dislike Noah Syndergaard. I, I, I mean, even when he left, there were some fans who were very upset. Oh, why wouldn't the Mets go and, you know, spend the extra $2 million on him? Because he hasn't pitched in two years and they had bigger ideas. 
I mean, I, most people, a lot of people saw that from the start. Yeah. Some people, oh, this is going to bite them in the ass. There's loyalty to, to Noah Syndergaard. I get that. I totally understand that. But from a, you know, a baseball operations and a business operations standpoint, extending the qualifying offer was, you know, I think that was above and beyond. I, 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 I never thought that was a, a given that he was going to be extended the qualifying offer. Right. But of course they did knowing that he was going to go out and test the market is presumably, um, you know, go get their draft pick and, and, and all is well, uh, you know, and he started off the year very, he was effective. He had a few bad starts. He was starting to find his way Had another bad outing, but um, I'm sorry, had another good at a good outing before um, in Boston before getting the start off against the, uh, against the Mets. But I just, you know, I, I find myself still rooting for Noah Syndergaard to do well. I'm just very confused as to, yeah, why, you know, you got your money. You're with a very talented team. Um, you know, the, the little jabs and stuff, the no-hitter thing, the uh, yeah. real no-hitter, whatever, you know, it just seems silly. And again, it goes back to the original point of you like to do all this talking why aren't you talking now? It just, it, and that's not in a, like a, in like a, uh, a, a threatening or a menacing tone. It's an honest question. Like why stop talking at this point? Exactly. Just, you know, I don't want to repeat myself, but it is, it's very confusing. Um, let's a quick apology to Andrew. We forgot to take a, an ad break and apologies to you guys, because I have no idea where it's going into the episode, but Hey, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, the Mets have, again, Milwaukee this week yep. with three. The upstart Marlins, who uh, the Mets will see 11 times before the All-Star break. Uh, actually, Stoffer Cochran from over at Fish on the Farm is going to join us on Thursday, I believe, for a quick uh, preview, look into the Marlins, into their uh, another rapid incline. Uh, it seems like it's on its way. I'm, I've, I feel like it's coming, but... Yes, Stafford will be here to uh, to discuss all that. And Taryn, what do you got kicking this week? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that Wednesday matchup. Uh, David Peterson's been really solid for the Mets, uh, and then got uh, Corbin Burns. So really interested to see how the Mets offense does against uh, another elite pitcher. Uh, feel like every single one of these opportunities is exactly that, like a like a pop quiz for uh, uh, future October matchups. So. Uh, <laughs> Love watching this team. Um, what? It, real quick before we uh, um, get out of here. Yeah. How do you feel about JD being in that DH role going forward? Do you think that the Mets need to, uh, at the end of next month, go out and get one more bat, one more uh, like a bat first guy? Or do you think that he can hold that down and then you just rotate position players in who need a day off from the field uh, in that role? I think, you know, adding another another impact bat to the mix is never a bad thing. Um, but, uh, you know, J.D. has been susceptible to slumps at times. I wouldn't I wouldn't count all our chickens and say, oh, J.D. Davis is the, the full time D.H. Unless in those instances you just talked about where, you know, you're giving position guys a day off or a day to move into the spot. But, yeah, I mean, I think he could handle it. I would also love to see another bat. I'd love to see another bullpen arm. I think that, you know, you can go to teams like Baltimore um, 
Lopez and their, uh, their setup guy. Gosh, I forgot his name. But both of them, outstanding. But you could, I think you can look around the league and find, I guess, bits and pieces on that end. As far on the, on the offensive side, you know, you're going to have to maybe look around for a possible impact bat on a team that's willing to shed a, um, an expensive expiring contract. And I think maybe we'll, we'll, we'll probably get into some, some options in that area over the next uh, couple of weeks, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm excited that he's getting this opportunity. So I, I hope that he can continue to mash. He's been really, really effective so far in that role. I, you know what? I have StatCast up. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to see how, how fast I could pull it up. Because I know his, his exit velocity has been outstanding this year, like, like, le- like league leading, way up there. But since he's getting full-time bats at bats, I really am curious to see. I think Good Fundy's Brian on Twitter, he also posted like the ex-WOBA uh, for um, JD is like way over 400, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, with his with his sort of um, exit velocity and, and his, I guess, a propensity to just smash line drives, um, I think that's going to always affect his expected stats. But uh, now, now my... I'm like barely loading up. It's it's cool. I'll pop a tweet up tomorrow, but um, I'm very curious to see with regular playing time, how those expected stats have either shifted or jumped or, you know, if they stayed the same, that's incredibly encouraging because I think that's a big knock on JD is that, Oh, it's unsustainable. He did it for a full season in 2019. It was unsustainable because it's only one season. And before that, he wasn't all that effective. And then, of course, you know, you hit a little sophomore slump. Um, the hand injury last year, of course, slowed down his development. And over the first few months of this year, uh, he wasn't really getting consistent in bats. Now that he is, I'm very, very intrigued to see how that exit velo and launch angle and all those expected metrics stand up. And uh, if it does, that might be your, your litmus test for or at least your precursor to know if he is the guy. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the right perspective. Oh, I'm fired up. I think I'm going to go look into stats. If I didn't have to be up for work so freaking early, man, I swear I'd be up all night doing this. But tomorrow, <laughs> you can tell everybody we are back up. We're going to be going into this tomorrow. All right. I think um, I think that's going to be it. I yeah. will. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Um, again, we'll have a quick Marlins preview. Hopefully some more dubs to talk about. And uh, yeah, Taryn, we got anything else? No, have a good off day, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and you guys know the sign-off. It's Let's Fucking Go Mets. We'll see you next time. Peace.